welcome to the Quilting Company podcast, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. I'm Ginger Sheehy Tannick. And I'm Vivica Denegri. Today on the podcast, our theme is the tools we use. And with us today, Brad, the whole show, we're very excited about it, is Vivica Denegri, Editorial Director for Quilting Arts and Quilting Arts TV. In our Fine Finishes segment, we will be talking about the most unusual tool that we own that we just can't live without. So stick around and join in the conversation. Hello, ladies. Hi. It's so nice to be here. Well, and we're actually in our new office. Oh, yes. And um, it's been a little bit topsy-turvy, shall we say? (laughs) She's being very kind today. Very, very kind. It's been a little bit crazy for the past few weeks, as anyone who has moved might know. And so we are completely and utterly surrounded by boxes. Um, Lori and I are actually right next to each other now. Yes, and I officially uh, have uh, claimed a cube today here, so I feel <laughs> yes, good. That's true. I, have, I have everything out of my car, and now it's actually in a place. So. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So um, why don't we start out by just catching up since we've been um, missing for a few weeks. Um, did anyone do anything exciting this weekend? Well, I did. I had a quilt that was due, and I also had a grandson who was playing in a football game. So I packed pieces and parts of my quilt and my sewing machine and went to my son's house to watch the grandson play football. And it was wonderful. Aww. Did they and win? They won. Nice. They really nice. won. <laughs> good. Oh, good. Yes. Um, and then um, I got the quilt mostly constructed, but it had embroidery on it and I didn't take the embroidery part of my machine I just thought that was too much mm-hmm. so got when limits, we got right? home <laughs> and I started embroidering and I had eight embroideries to do and I messed up on three of oh, them oh no like how bad like drastically bad uh, or two like, of them uh, it was it was bad like oh. hole in the fabric in two oh. separate blocks oh. so then I had to take the quilt back apart and oh, put in new pieces. Oh. And I finished at midnight, so tonight I'm going to bed early. <laughs> oh, my God. But but it's nice to know you're human and that you don't just do things the first time around. And, sometimes. You know, even the great Lori has, you know, things that go <laughs> Sometimes go things go amok. Yes. <laughs> well, and you run that risk if, you've, if you're embroidering mm-hmm. on a finished quilt top That's like right. that. If I were doing it at home, I would have embroidered first mm-hmm. and then assembled the quilt but yeah. because I was going to my son's house I changed things around and uh. realized why I always do the embroidery first mm-hmm. oh yeah no, <laughs> sometimes we need reminders yeah what about you, Ginger? Anything exciting? Well, originally we were supposed to go out of town. We were going to go down to Santa Fe to visit my husband's lovely grandmother, and she didn't. She canceled on us. So it, it was kind of a blessing because uh, I had been dying to do. I had gotten two patterns, um, one for a tunic and one for a really cute knit blouse. And so I was able to put them together. I will show them off at Quilt Market next week. I'm so Yay. excited. So yeah, I will so, be watching. I know. I'm very, very excited. So it was so funny. I had made the tunic. It was actually a lot bigger than I had thought. So I went in and I altered it and everything. 
everything, and I was nice. so proud of myself. So I'm definitely Good getting job. my garment skills are are up. I'm up in the ante there. So, uh, but yeah. So uh, my daughter's mad because I didn't get to play with her as much this weekend. But oh well. Oh. <laughs> what about you, Vivica? Well, I had the most wonderful weekend. I actually um, met my sister in upstate New York mm-hmm. with eight of her friends, and we went hiking in the Adirondack Mountains. Oh, it was nice. fabulous. Oh, I have never been there, and I can't believe I only live like five hours away, and there are all these sites and all these trails that I haven't even explored yet. So it was really exciting to do this, but I had this light bulb moment when eight women were getting piling out of these cars, and you know... Just like quilters, hikers are passionate kind of people. They're very passionate about the tools they use. They're passionate about their shoes. They're passionate about everything. And, you know, I had brought three pairs of hiking boots just in case one was better than the other. (laughs) But I have never seen so many hiking poles in my life. So we all had our favorite pair. And I actually have a mismatched pair. But it just reminded me so much of if you're passionate about something, just how much those tools are important to you. And, you know, everyone had a reason why the particular pair of either L.L. Bean or Lecky or whatever Mm -hmm. poles were just the best ones. And I just thought that was hysterical that, you know, even hikers are obsessed with whatever it is they use. So I spent the whole weekend just in the sunshine, hiking the mountains and enjoying just being with my sister, which was the best. That sounds fabulous. It does. And it's very true about it is. tools. Yeah. Because a, we yeah. all have whatever, you know, things that, that work for us, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. How about you, mm-hmm. Tracy? What'd you do this weekend? So um I had a very busy weekend, actually. Um, Friday night, we were planning to go out, and I was just so tired that we ended up skipping going out and watching movies on TV instead. And then Saturday morning, I woke up and got a message from one of my oldest son's high school friends who has moved to Colorado, and she was having um, a chicken party. So I, so I went to a chicken party on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> um, this particular, this is actually the second chicken party she oh has had. Goodness. Okay. So the first chicken party was um, a quinceanera. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because the chickens were graduating from being in the basement to being allowed to go outside. And okay. so since it was a coming out party, they decided <laughs> to make it a quinceanera and they had a pinata and all these things like oh, that. Fun. And this one was a the chickens are finally um, laying eggs party. <laughs> and so uh, we had uh, all different kinds of quiche. And um, while... Uh, Molly is as old as my oldest son, who is a brewer. My younger son, who is six years younger than they are, is a chef. And they, Molly and my younger son both went to the Culinary Institute of America. And so it was a nice, nice little treat for me to actually have, like, chef-quality quiche. Ah, <laughs> yes. That were just... So delicious and all kinds of, they had a, an avocado toast bar and like homemade bread nice. and all these amazing things and mimosas and 
That was so not what I thought a chicken party would be. That's what our chicken party was. <laughs> I'm sitting here is wondering. Is this a Colorado if, thing? I know, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm I'm like how did I miss this trend? I'm like, what? <laughs> so, so there you go. So I had a chicken party. Um, we hit the consignment shops in Boulder that you were ah, telling me about, Ginger. Did you hit? Yep. Nope. They're good. I, I they're did. definitely was, good. Nice. I got some things I'll have to tell you about. I just and, sold some yesterday. So. <laughs> and then we rushed home and we went to see Zombieland 2. So oh. my weekend had nothing to do with sewing and everything to do with all kinds of activities. <laughs> nice. Oh, Speaking of passions, I've got to talk to you later about Zombieland. Oh, yeah. I'll that was one of my faves. So. Oh, I love that movie. So there you go. So time is getting away from us, and we are need to move on. However, before we move on, after our last podcast, I got a letter. Oh. And usually I share it with all of you, but this time I didn't. I wanted to keep it a secret. So the topic of the last podcast was Night at the Museum. So we were talking about our favorite quilty destinations. And the very next day, I got a letter from Reed Johnson. Okay, he's one of our designers. He's one of our designers and um, actually just was in McCall's November, December, or is currently in November, December. And this is what he wrote. Hi, Tracy. I just finished listening to your most recent podcast, Night at the Museum. One of my favorite surprise museum visits was when I got to see the Dear Jane quilt at the Bennington Museum in Vermont. I'm going to mention your podcast on my Instagram feed today and how much I enjoyed it on my morning walk. I enjoyed listening to what all of your bucket list quilt trips would be. I believe it was you that mentioned that you would like to go on a quilting cruise to Alaska. Surprise! <laughs> Guess what type of cruise I'm leading in June of 2020. Oh, nice! <laughs> a quilt cruise to Alaska. I've been to Alaska three or four times, and I absolutely love it. I have a goal of visiting all 50 states as well, and I believe Asco, well, Alaska was one of the last ones. And then he gave a link to the, the quilting cruise. I think it would be great if you and Ginger could join us on the cruise. <gasps> I'm in. Oh, I, I think we need to do a, do, a, do a podcast from there for sure. I think that oh sounds gosh. like a great idea. Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure how many spaces are left. When I last checked, I know it was more than half full. I'm sure you will get many other invitations to quilting cruises after quilters hear your podcast. But I wanted to let you know about it, and hopefully you will consider it or mention it to others that may want to go on an Alaskan cruise. Hope you're having a great day, Reed. Have fun. My goodness, that is so awesome. Thank you so much, Reed. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so cool. See, wouldn't that be lovely? Oh, so lovely. You you think... Peak media would pay for it. Uh, yeah, hey, let's let's start laying the groundwork now. We have till June, right? I'm we like, do. We have some we're, time. We're pretty persuasive. I don't know. We might be able to pull it off. I don't know. <laughs> wrap right. it up. I said if we all go, you know, wrap it up into the whole podcast. We I could do we one could. every day. You know, I, I, I think love that's it. a great idea. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll plant the seeds. All right. Well, mm-hmm. moving on to the next segment, let's go on and talk about tools. So. Of course, the first thing we have to talk about is our sewing machines. <laughs> Lori, you jumped right we, in, and we I didn't even get a chance to, like, you know, bring everybody back together. Okay, like, so, right? So, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. You got so excited. I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. All right. So, of course, I just want to reiterate that we've got Vivica Denegri joining us again, and this was actually her idea to yes. talk about tools. So, Vivica, 
why don't you let our listeners know exactly what prompted your idea about talking about the tools we use? Well, I have to say it's all it took was a scan of my studio. And all I can say about that is that as far as I'm concerned, art quilters are hoarders. And I basically, and I can only say that because I am a hoarder. I I don't throw anything out. And just like all art quilters, we seem to keep everything because it just might someday be useful. And I have to say, this is also genetic because my mom never threw anything out either. And my dad never threw anything out. And I was just visiting my sister. and She doesn't throw anything out. But I, I do think it's people who are artistic, especially people who do mixed media or play with fabric or thread or anything to do with fiber tend to have a lot of stuff because you just never know when it's going to be useful again. And uh, to top it off, I also have never met a craft I didn't like, with the exception of tatting, which was a disaster. Tatting was a disaster. But I have everything that you would ever need for any craft, basically, in my studio. And I know that I'm not alone with this. And so I thought it'd be fun to chat about some of the unusual items that we use in our quilting practice. And it's not just tools, but I think you have to start with tools. Mm -hmm. And as a you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'm a Bernina lady. I love my Bernina, but I only have two hands and you can only use one sewing machine at a time, yet I have two. <laughs> and you are you know, not allowed. just in case, <laughs> just in case my, you know, the one time a year that I bring my Bernina into the shop just to have it, you know, massaged or whatever they do it to it there. <laughs> I can't Spy. be up without it. But um, I'm just sort of curious about what kind of tools that are sort of unusual that you might have in your studios. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think uh, I can speak for myself and say I, too, am a hoarder. I, I don't know if we want to just say, my, hi, my name is Tracy. I know. I was just thinking this is going to turn <laughs> into a I'm a quilter a and hoarder. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Yes, Tracy, but you just moved. So I did. I feel, just meaning a couple of years ago, but you moved, mm-hmm. and so you probably called your studio I a did. little bit. I yeah. called a lot. Yeah. I, I honestly probably got rid of at least a third of the items that were in my studio. Now, how did you get rid of them? Um, so, <laughs> so luckily, um, we were getting really down to the wire on. So, some of the stuff was just, you know, it was things that was not worth keeping. Some of it went to Goodwill, um, and then I all of my good stuff, mm-hmm. like good stuff that I knew I wasn't going to use, I actually called up a friend of mine who is a member of my quilt guild and literally she showed up at my doorstep 20 minutes later and she took everything that I had and she brought it to the guild for a giveaway. You have my phone number, right? I do. Next time you move, I will let you know. Um, But honestly, now I just bring it into the office if I don't want it. And Mm -hmm. so we'll have to get you up to speed on as soon as we've got a spot. Right, Lori? Yes. Because in the old office, we had a freebie section. Mm. Oh, no. I've definitely found the freebie section over there. So please tell me when the new one is. As soon as we set it up, we will let you know. But yes, I called significantly. And I really, really had to think really hard about... Uh, is this something that I think I will need? Um, is this something that is worth holding on to, or would it be better off if I just gave it away? 
Um, and Tracy, it sounds to me like you've been watching Marie Kondo. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched yes. a lot of. Well, and actually, yeah. I'm trying to think if I had moved, if that was. If it she was had, probably after, it was probably moved. after yeah. I moved, but I had read the book. Mm, and yeah. so there was a lot of does this spark joy happening? Yeah. Um, and yet I still have so much stuff because I mean, I really, I had an entire basement at my last house. And in the house prior to that one, I had an entire big giant room. And so, um, so for me, uh, while I feel like I've called enormously, my husband does not agree. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lori? Well, first, for your husband, tell him to go look in the garage, and then he can talk to you. That's what I always <laughs> but tell see, my husband. All of my uh, stuff is in the garage uh, now, too. It's like uh-oh. my secondary backup spot. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so for me, tools, I, I have to start with my sewing machines. I counted, and unless I missed one, I have nine. Oh, jeez. See, I, 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 I was bad. I, 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 no, I was thinking maybe 12, so that's actually lower than I thought for you. <laughs> I have, well, I just saved the good ones. Okay. <laughs> I so have there could be 12 there. <laughs> three or four vintage machines. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't count because they don't work. Oh, yeah. but they do. do. You? do you still <laughs> Mine work, and in fact, I use them sometimes. Yeah. Just because they're Why? so because they're so simple. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Well, and well, I'm thinking I have a treadle machine. I did not count. I that. did not count my treadle machine either. But I I gave that to my neighbor when I moved. So I think I actually had eight prior to moving, and I got it wow. down to three. Oh. And see, that would hurt if I had to it get hard. rid of my oh. machines. That it was hurt. really, really hard. But it's like giving away a kid. Huh? It really <laughs> is. Yeah. It really is. And one of the items was a serger that I gave away. But oh. see, I it had been my sister's, and I didn't really know how to use it. And while I know eventually I probably would want a serger or need one, um, I decided that I really just needed to be pull off the Band-Aid. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Ginger? Uh, I feel like I'm listening to you guys, and I see my future. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, right now, I just have the one sewing machine, mm-hmm. so I've only been, you know, two years going on to two and a half years, and I, I think I'm definitely ready for an upgrade. Like, I, I love this little machine that I've got, but I feel like I've pushed its limits to, I was doing buttonholes over the weekend, and it was like, I can't do it anymore. So it was definitely, like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm actually growing above and beyond that. And then I've also had inherited a uh, serger from my husband's grandma mother. So I've got that too. Don't know how to use it. It just sits in the basement right now. So I need to get brave and bring that out and really start to yeah. master mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I don't have uh, much of a, it's so funny you talk about like the, the garage for my husband. Yeah, everything in there is his. I think I'm going to start pushing back. I'm going to be like, oh, uh-huh. I think I need to put some stuff here. So I'm, I'm going to start carving <laughs> away my space. Um, but yeah, but uh, and then I went to a quilt affair. We had a, it was just a local quilt uh, um, affair that we had in Longmont where I live. And uh, I was this close to getting a new machine. Oh my goodness! This this salesperson man, he had me hooked, and I was so close. <laughs> and I was like, if I don't walk out now, I am coming home with that machine. He was like, that's fine. I was like, no, it's not. So I turned, I turned around, and I left. I didn't didn't get it, but I definitely I I, I know how important that is. And now I'm I'm feel brave enough because I was really kind of scared of them at first, but I feel brave enough now. So I think I, I I'm gonna start looking and and seeing what happens. <laughs> Well, you know, it's amazing that it used to just be machines that quilters had um, 
either in excess of or or that everybody had them mm-hmm. and and a good pair of scissors and then it moved to having a collection of rotary mm-hmm. cutters mm-hmm. and then you also add in having die cutters and then you've got all sorts of templates and mm-hmm. you know the best marking tools mm-hmm. and nine different kinds of needles and then our sewing machine foot collection which we can't live without right yes. you know so suddenly these tools there, there are a lot of them, and that seems to be why so many of us really want that dedicated studio, so we have right. space for that. Yeah. But if you guys just take a step back mm-hmm. and imagine being an art quilter where you're <sighs> also working on your fabric and you're making your own fabric mm-hmm. on top of it, you just triple the mm-hmm. amount of tools right. that you have. Oh, yeah. And they take a lot of space. Mm-hmm. And if you they dye really fabrics, mm, yes. right? Oh, my gosh. You need a you whole separate. It. Yep. If you paint it. Mm-hmm. And just all the embellishments, too. you've got to have ideas. So you have to have a sketchbook. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have to That's have true. pens and watercolors to play in your sketchbook. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it just keeps going on and on and on. So, yeah. See, I've got a bunch life. of that stuff just because I think I was always inspired by mm-hmm. um, quilting arts. And I never considered any of that off limits. So I've got a stash of Angelina fiber and, mm. and lots of embroidery threads and beads and um, all kinds of things like that. I'm trying to think of like the weird things. So when my kids would come home, you never have your kids come to you at like seven, eight o'clock the night before <sighs> an art project is due. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. my kids could get away with it because I just always had everything they needed. And so I don't know if you guys are like that too. Oh, yeah. You didn't mention crystals and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and yeah. the yep. fun uh, different kinds of fabrics mm-hmm. um, that aren't necessarily quilting fabrics. And I just did a quilt for, was it in Quilt Maker or McCall's, that I had a bicycle chain on mm-hmm. it and, yes, and a bicycle gear. I mean, oh, wow. you can use just all sorts of fun things if you think outside the box a little. Mm-hmm. But it all takes up space. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'm surprised does. at how much batting that it's so funny how much I've collected because I don't a know batting, why for some reason yes. I think like, oh, no, that looks big enough. I'll definitely do a project that big. And then I don't. But I'm like, I can't give it up. And I never thought batting is something I would ever hold on to. <laughs> I completely found. So last last fall for I, I guess it was just for the blog where remember I made that little Halloween stocking that was reversible Christmas and Halloween. Right. I found the scraps of like quilt sandwich that were left over stuffed in a bin. And I thought, why did I save this? You had to have had a reason. Did I think that I was going to use it as to like practice my free motion on it? I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe Maybe. it's a coaster. But I just thought, oh, now we're really pushing the boundaries. I've been trying to be good about like, because I don't have that much space to leave all the leftover things. Right. Right. Well, you know, my friends, I I just have to let you know that in our last, um, taping of Quilting Arts TV, we had an episode about coloring and and dyeing your batting and using that on the front of your quilts. Really? We had an episode about using all sorts of different um, embellishments and unusual 
uh, items in your quilt. And uh, so the, the batting was done by Susan Brubaker Knapp. Mm-hmm. And she always does something amazing and different. And that was her amazing and different thing. So we also had a segment that was Mel Beach from San Jose, California. And Mel used, let me remember, post-it notes, mm. um, Uno cards, <laughs> And dollar bills, which of course you can't you can't cut them up, but you certainly can fold them. So she did little origami folds and put <laughs> nice. she put dollar bills on a quilt, which was just unbelievable. Someone else used pens and all sorts of different kind of pens, including um, white ink pens, gel ink, um, all sorts of different things like that on their quilts. So there are you know just. You never have to throw anything. Right now I'm going to have to <laughs> shop at the save. office, Max. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time to go to Staples. <laughs> well, and I've made. But you know, I also have a collection of hotel keys because you can <gasps> really? use hotel yes, keys. That's awesome. Oh my goodness, you can use them. See, those I don't keep for, uh, for printing. <laughs> yes, they are excellent for printing. I have to say, uh, so you can use them like a squeegee. Yeah, and it's oh, that's the ink a good over idea. Your screens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, now I'm not yeah. going to start hoarding my. Hotel keys. Oh, no. yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and I've made fidget quilts for people oh. with oh. Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm-hmm. And I've used stuffed toys and little balls and zippers and Velcro and old keys that I don't know what oh, they're wow. for anymore. All sorts of things like that just for tactile experience. Nice. That's a great idea. Yeah, it sounds like you can clean up and make a quilt at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> so I've got the ultimate the ultimate thing to use though is that um, people are now using dryer lint and yes, dryer lint. Wow. Dryer lint. I got like half a yes, bag at home. Holy cow. <laughs> I know. Well, I always throw mine out. But you know, sometimes you put a purple towel in the dryer uh-huh. and you get a really pretty lint. Well, they are either felting it in or capturing really? it under oh, tool. Nice. And yeah, you know, it's it's amazing. That makes me sneeze just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see all our wheels in our head turning and she's like, I gotta sneeze now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was thinking that I always when when in the springtime when the dryer lint comes out a pretty color, I put it outside because sometimes the birds will take it mm. and put it in their nest. But I've never actually seen a nest that used the dryer lint, so yeah, it's because it's in all but the have quilts. have you seen a nest with thread ends, the little snips of, you know, brightly colored thread yes. uh-huh. and stuff? I've seen that, mm-hmm. and that just makes me happy. Aww. Right? True. Yes. Sort of like that, yeah. that little bird, I just have something in common. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because it looks so colorful and pretty. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. speaking of thread, I am starting to get a nice thread collection as well. So, <laughs> I, which surprises me. Um, yeah. So, that's I'm laughing fun. because because I probably have 200 spools of thread. <laughs> okay. I thought I had a, a nice collection going. <laughs> we should count. Oh, I'm just going to lose Ginger's hand and yes. say, oh, isn't that cute? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> so I want to talk for our finishing Final finish. I can't even remember what it's called. Fine finishes. Fine finishes. I want to talk about really unusual things. What have you got that that you use for quilting that that's not at all what its initial purpose was? Tracy, go. Oh, see, and I didn't want to go first because I don't think I have anything that unusual, but I do have a couple of things. Um, Elmer's glue and regular 
like glue sticks, mm-hmm. like the goopier the better. I use I use Elmer's glue for my binding, um, and I use um, just glue sticks for any kind of applique or um, or English paper piecing. Okay. Um, I use chopsticks mm-hmm. when I turn things yeah. and point, okay. point, pull, you know poke out the corners. Um, I use washi tape. Sometimes I'll use washi tape if I am um, in place of pins. Okay. So to hold something in place, especially if it's vinyl or something like that, because sometimes I use vinyl to make mm-hmm. little pockets and things. And that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, Vivica, how about you? Well, I'm glad that someone else went first <laughs> and did more than one because I, I could just keep listing. So I've got a few <laughs> things here. From my kitchen, a potato masher makes a really cool um, way to pattern fabric. Oh, so yeah. you can like, dip it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so think about dip it into um, soy wax and you can use it to make a really cool mask you know, a, a resist. Mm-hmm. So I think a potato masher is a sort of fun thing. Um, paper map napkins can be glued down to fabric using gel medium. And they're so translucent, you know, those pretty ones that you get at like the Christmas tree yeah. shop that are, you know, you take them all apart and there are a couple of layers and you can make them really translucent and you can sew through them. Mm, nice. So as long as they're they're pasted down. They get really And you can tell Vivica's from really New nice. England because she said Christmas tree shops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the Christmas tree shops. <laughs> right, right. So um, you can do it that way. And uh, the third thing, but I have four things. The third thing is freezer paper. It is uh, yes. a lifesaver. Yes, all the time. So very many mm-hmm. things. So either making a pattern or, um, you know, it, it's just a lifesaver for so many things. So I that love that. That too is also There's great to more. use for um, if you're, if you're printing, you can cut out a shape right. and then use it as a stencil. Right, right. So the last one is actually something I learned from Jamie Fingal, and I will now never, ever be able to throw out a can without, like a can of soda, without removing the pop top. Because you can take those little pop tops, two of them, and stitch them to the back of a small art quilt as a, and what? use it as a hammer. Yes. Oh, Jamie Fingal yes. is a it genius. Was, you could see the she light bulbs oh, in right. all three of our eyes. It's <laughs> like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I know. I know. So that is like, that was mind-blowing. Now I save my pop hmm. No kidding. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, Ginger, how about you? Well, I'm madly taking notes because I was like, <laughs> i got to write all this down. I'm like, holy cow, because I have all this stuff. Like, I mean, this all this stuff exists in my house, and I just had no idea to use it. Um, so, I mean, I would say, you know, I, I end up, which surprises me, is I'll, I'll recycle, like, little plastic bags. And it's so funny. And so I have, like, a million little plastic bags that have all the little things that I just, you know, I'll throw in there. Especially if I'm on the go or anything like that, I'll throw them into there. But I'm like, what else do I use that's not, like, something that's meant to be um you know i i don't know i'm gonna completely look differently just, at everything now i just thought of a couple more as you were talking yeah, because what? i thought sometimes you know those like plastic bags with the zipper that your sheet sets come in 
Oh, I yes. save those. Oh, I always I save those. I save those to use oh. for either, you know, putting different fabrics in for a project. We just got new sheets last See? week, and See? I held on to it because See? I was like, because oh, you're I can like, fold this something is good. in that. Yes. I also <gasps> use lunch boxes and cigar boxes mm. for little portable project cases. Yes. No. Yes. See, I have the mind of a quilter. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's in there. It's in there. I just need to open my eyes. <laughs> okay. I use... Several of the things that those of you have mentioned, but the one that I think of that that I, I didn't hear anybody talk about, and it's really f- kind of funny after my story at the beginning of making all these mistakes with embroidery, I have a pair of electric mustache trimmers. Okay. And I use it when I make a mistake on embroidery <gasps> to remove the embroidery. You can turn it over, and <sighs> on the back, you've got the layer of stabilizer between you and and the, the fabric. fabric. Mm-hmm. And you can use your mustache trimmers to cut away the threads, and it really goes much more quickly than if oh. you're just trying to pick it out One a few stitch stitches at a time. Because we're thousands yeah. of stitches. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Now, did you, somebody tell I you about never that? Yeah. Did somebody tell you about it? Yeah. Yes, that was something I learned when I was traveling and teaching sewing, and one of the other teachers told me that one. Oh, that's a good one. That's definitely good. Yeah. See, oh. I remember when I first started quilting back in the early 90s, I would save cereal boxes to use yes. for templates. Yes. Yeah. And I saved soap slivers because, you know, when they get real thin— you can use them as a like a chalk as a marking right. marking tool that right. would wash out. Darn body wash now. No more soap bars. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> I still use soap. Yeah. Yes. Because it's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Man, so many great ideas. Oh my goodness. I literally I'm gonna go home and just reassess my whole house now. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I use that might be unusual. I think it'd be fun if everybody listening would sell would tell us the things oh, that we idea. haven't gotten Always to. Always want to learn more because there's yep. you know we're missing some. Oh yeah, you know there are some other cool ideas. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We'll be just thinking. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for joining us today, and thank you, Vivica. Yes. Awesome. yes. I'm so. I was able to join you. Thank you for letting me come in and oh, anytime. We always want you to. We always want you to join us, and we are all headed to Quilt Market. Yes, this weekend, and so uh, we will actually all be recording podcast um, podcast from the show floor. So. Yes, if you're Stay there, tuned. come find us. Yes, mm-hmm. and if you're there, come find us and say hello. And um, and so the next few podcasts, you'll actually be getting some little snippets of the people that we interview while we were there and the fun things that we find. And we're excited about Market because it's always so fun. Oh, so yeah. much fun. Mm-hmm. Very inspiring. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye now. Bye. much for listening to the quilting company podcast remember you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today on our show notes page quiltingcompany.com slash quilt podcast if you haven't already subscribed find us on apple podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts don't forget to tell your friends 
and thanks for listening. Happy quilting. The Quilting Company podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcast is Jared Mayer.